Hello, friends. Welcome to another episode of Play Along Podcast. I'm your host, Jared, and I'm joined, as always, by Kai and Ben. Kai, how you doing? Our daddy of the podcast. I'm doing well. I'm also not a dad. That's very <laughs> confusing. But you're our daddy. That's all that matters. The, the community. That's, sure. I just want to clarify that I do not have any children. Illegitimate he is indeed, indeed a father. <laughs> so. Benji, Benji, how you doing today? I was say this morning, but I forget it's always evening. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm good. I'm good. I made a very conscious effort not to. Uh, I was like, I'm not gonna say we're good. I'm not gonna like <laughs> speak for Kai. I don't know if I'm speaking for Kai or if I've got some like weird multiple personality shit that I don't know about. But me, me, and the ten voices in my head are doing fantastic <laughs> <Yeah>. today. <laughs> but no, I'm good. I'm good. Well, it's a one... uh, surprisingly sunny day here in Old Britain. That's wild because it is incredibly gloomy and dark here this morning. You would usually oh, we have like the sunny weather in the morning and it's gloomy there. You gave us your gloomy weather, so yeah. No, we we have stole your sunshine for how, one day. How dare you? How dare my you? sunshine. Uh, if you don't know, Play Along Podcast is a weekly podcast where we play through games in kind of a book club slash audiobook format. What we'll do is the three of us will each take turns choosing a game. We will then break that game down into sections and come together each week and discuss that section specifically. We'll talk about gameplay. We'll talk about mechanics. We'll go into the narrative. We do dive deep. Ooh, we do dive deep into the narrative. That's a tongue twist. There you go. Um, so if you're trying to avoid any spoilers, either kind of play the game along with us or play those sections first and then come back and listen to afterward. Um, but if all that sounds interesting, follow us on our social media, all very Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, YouTube, all of that's in our link tree, which you can find anywhere you can find our podcast. Just Google Play Along Podcast and we will come up there. Uh, mm -hmm. And don't forget to leave us a five-star review because it helps more people find our show and it makes us happy. And that's all that you want to do, right? Is make us happy. Mm -hmm. That's uh, that's why they uh, recommended a weekly Chrono Trigger. Yeah. <laughs> like, I know a game that'll make them happy, Chrono Trigger. Mm -hmm. How do we piss yep. off Dad this time? Yeah, like exactly. Dad is angry and he's, he's not wanting he's to be not talking. mad, he's just disappointed. Uh, <laughs> he's just disappointed. <laughs> I am disappointed. Uh, well, hopefully, hopefully you can... Okay, we're only four hours into this 26-hour game, so it can either get That's incredibly worse part. or it can get significantly better. Um, in, in the last episode, we ended being chased away by uh, the king and his guards jumping into a portal with an unknown destination luca was hesitant because we didn't know where this uh gate was going to go nor if you we were going to get back uh but as we come to we are in a very futuristic environment a lot of metal a lot of uh a lot of gates weird automatic doors that they're like whoa these doors open automatically um I, we, literal we, uh, time travel and they're like an automatic door is <laughs> mind-blowing to them holy shit i was i was telling this to kai as we were playing because when you go through the gate, obviously you're going into whatever period of time in that exact same place. And I was like, what if that's like a wall? Like, what if you're inside, like in between a wall at that point? How does, how does that work? What is the person yeah. standing there? Do they just like disintegrate? How does that work? I mean, I'd, I'd have to assume that the wall gets like pushed out of the way. Like a big like ring of where, where the portal opens up. Like yeah. it's destruction and then they're right there. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah. Like, like Terminator and that, like, you know. Mm. Or what about if you fucking just spawn into the ocean or if you like time travel into a period where we all got like 2012 and everything's yeah. just or the ocean exactly the ocean is a great example like what if in this future uh, global warming now these ocean levels are rising and you're like deep into the ocean when you're tra teleporting to this this uh time period 
Well, don't time travel, kids. Stay in school. Uh, don't do drugs. <laughs> Stay don't, in don't school. Time don't time Stay travel. School. We're gonna get tips t-shirts. from Uncle Stay Benji. Oh, <laughs> uh, we have Daddy Kai and Uncle Benji here. Oh, well. does that mean? Wait, so that okay? What makes? What are you then? I was yeah. trying to think of something of I was. I was. I was trying to think of some like token black joke, but I couldn't think of anything <laughs> off the top of my head. <laughs> okay. Um, I'll leave you to come up with the token black joke. Yeah, I can't. I yeah. can't help you there, my yeah. friend. Unfortunately, <laughs> it's off limits for me these days. See, the entire time I've been, we've been doing this ep- uh, podcast. I've been just trying to set you guys up for failure and tro- mm-hmm. slowly trying to get you guys to say uh, mm-hmm. racial racial slurs here to just uh, throw you under the bus. I'm thinking of a word. I just can't think. Of, it starts with N. Bring it ends in <laughs> ER. Oh, I just, I don't. Can you, do you know what it is? Like. Yeah, what? I'm drawing a blank, man. I'm drawing a blank. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, the area that we're in. Yeah, oh, there, there it is. There, it is. there it is. Uh, the area that we're in is called the the Banger Dome. Am I reading Hell this? Yeah. <laughs> banger Dome. Man. This is the Banger Dome. Uh, less exciting that I think it's Bangor. I think let's go with Banger because I like Banger Dome significantly Banger better so than Bangor Dome. It's totally not a rip off <laughs> of Thunderdome. Uh, but you know, Mad Max and stuff is very Mad Max looking. This world, isn't it? Actually, oh yeah, it's very, very post-apocalyptic, well, very destructive. I mean, at this point, if, we're still like inside, but yeah. If Mad Max was a city instead of a desert, but yes, we are in the Banner Dome. Not for very um, long because we immediately leave it. And now we're in the Tran Dome. Lots of domes in this section. Yeah, we've come. We've come, we've come to realize the future um, is full of domes. That's what we've learned. What's interesting domes too. <laughs> What? Domes and little purple and little purple guys who hold spoons. That's what they look like. <laughs> they look oh, like yeah. they're, holding <laughs> they're ready for cereal. They're like, hell this yeah. Post apocalyptic I like I think they're just called shadows, which is a really lame name for them. It is a very lame name. I wonder if that's like a translation thing too, because it's like they're literally like ectoplasm monsters. Why shadow? Yeah. Like they're not like spoon in Japanese is very close to the word shadow in English. I will I will look up while Jared paints the scene of, of what's happening. Yeah, so when you're leaving uh, the Banger Dome and moving into the Tran Dome, you get, again, the the overworld that you're exploring. And at this point, you can see that the lush grass and the greenery of the, the past and the present that we're in, 689,000 AD, have now been replaced by this desolate land and very mechanical-looking buildings. Again, lots of domes. If you look at some of these domes, they look very akin to some of the architecture and buildings in Dragon Ball and Dragon Ball Z. A very dome shaped uh and had one uh, art style and he fucking killed it um but as you're exploring you then get to lab 16 and we start seeing labs it says lab 16 but it's just like an open area it's not like a building or anything like that it's just kind of these separated sections and we'll get to more of those later i think it's like lab oh, 32 okay. and a different one. Oh, dude you have an answer here in uh the japanese name for the shadow creatures is silhouette mm. Which doesn't make much more sense. That's still they shadow. Have anything to do with spoons? No, they don't, they don't have spoons in their hands. Uh, yeah, I just assumed that like <clears throat> something happened in this world where humans were just uh, forced to reside in domes, segregated yeah. from one another. That's the yeah. kind of impression you get that like before shit went south. Yeah. something happened and this is how we stay safe yeah yeah but um, the pandemic that pandemic oh made them stay indoors <laughs> made them social distance now oh. look 
You got you, spoon you, monsters outside. Junkies fiending for that heroin. You know why? It's it's they didn't wear the mask. That was why. And then they, they exactly. The masks. That's what mm-hmm. happened. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, there is actually. We, 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 <laughs> we, we talked about that. it in a little bit in the last episode. It's kind of the enemy diversity, at least within the, the variety of different time periods we're going to. And in this, we do get to see a couple more. Um, besides the crazy spoon monsters that we talked about, there's these rats. And dear God, I hate these rats. Because if you bump into them, they, steal they your take money. your money. I'm oh, like, they took my potions. Oh, really? So well, they'll take items too. Yeah, Unfortunately, yeah. we avoided the rats as much as possible. But um, If you press A on them, you have to time it very specifically, but you can mm-hmm. instigate a fight with them. Um, yeah. But... Yo, fuck you, rat. <laughs> Yo, fucking rat. Uh, there's another it. enemy, and I don't know if it comes up in this section or the next, but and I don't remember the name of it, but it's this disgusting abomination. It's like a set of three varying size like red orbs and they have like these weird eyes oh, and tendrils on the side of it. The eye. Yeah, exactly. That thing is terrifying. <laughs> I need to I'll post a picture of it on our social media so you guys can see this terrifying thing. But when I saw it, yeah. I was like, Kai, what, what am I looking yeah. at right now? What is this thing? And the, the weird thing as well is that um, the spoon creatures, we didn't talk about the fact that they are immune to all physical attacks. They can only be hurt yeah. by uh, like magic attacks. Like yeah. the flamethrower. Well, it's not or... magic, is it? Because we've learned later that magic is a separate thing. It's right. the text or whatever. Text, um, right. I so don't you... understand how Luca can do a fire tech and that's not considered magic. But... Well, it's a flamethrower. She has a flamethrower. Oh, is it like a flamethrower she has? Yeah, she has a flamethrower. That's how what she do- she lights a criminal's sword and that's how he spins. So it is oh. tech. Like, none of it is actually magic. Because she just has... Right. Yeah, yeah. It would be really funny if it switched between tech and magic depending on what era you're in like if you're in the past that shit is magic there's that no flamethrower you go to the future it's like yeah that's just a flamethrower that's i've, I've huh. seen that a million that's times that's fucking it's ancient bro yeah. it's actually a cool idea i i, I kind of like that i kind of like that idea that you that you've presented there um yeah at, right now we're just kind of going through this environment fighting a variety of different enemies until we get to the Aristome. And in this Aristome was when we start finding our, or we run into the individuals that are living here, humans that are living in this area. It's not, uh, it's not well. Yeah, we find yeah. out that humanity has not been doing so hot. That this, no. if anything, is some of the last people, or at least in this area. And they are trying to get to the food resource. They're they're struggling for resources. Right underneath them is a massive food resource, but they can't get to it because of the the guards and some of the robots that are down there. Yeah, so we're we're tasked to go down there and kind of help them destroy these robots and get access to their food resource. Uh, There's an individual here, a woman, where if you talk to her, she asks you for money. And if you say, or she says you have money. And if you say yes, then she is essentially the merchant. You can buy things from her. You can shop. Mm -hmm. You can sell things and everything. Yeah. And she's Um, like, are you sure this is money? And it's like, (laughs) exactly. Do you want my shit or not? What are you supposed to spend money on in this poke? Do you want my, uh, my, my, what is it from Fallout Caps or, um, yeah, uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Hand her a hundred. She's like, I don't know what the fuck this is. What do you yeah, what want? What is this? We only take human meat as currency here. Yeah. How it's many pounds of flesh? How many pinkies <laughs> is that armor? Because I got like, I only got six pinkies. Six. Oh, no. <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> man. Pinkies, <laughs> you, yeah, you're the rich that has six pinkies. Um, yeah, very, very uh, 
desolate and sad uh, vibe coming from these individuals and especially the older gentleman that you're talking to. And he's like, there's no hope for foods underneath when we can't. No, he doesn't say there's no hope. I'm pretty sure we say there's hope. And he's like, I, I haven't, haven't heard, heard that, that word, word in yeah. 7,000 years. So, yeah. All right, so, all right but That was really nailing home the uh, desperation that's going on. That was the best. I haven't heard that word in If so I was that guy, I'd be like, oh, you've come from the past. Go back and warn people. Yeah. And they're like, nah, bet. We can figure figure this out now. He's like, no, wait, no, what? No, no you have time travel. Go back. <laughs> just please go back. Save us. No, 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 no. no. Oh, yeah, don't worry. your food. No, no, please. Seriously. <laughs> no, please. Stop. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> they they do like comment on our clothing too. Like you guys are wearing some some odd clothes here, and it's like fuck. What do you you, you fuckers want food? Rags and like, exactly exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, so you, you climb deeper into the Aris Dome and begin traversing that. I, I think there's a couple more new enemies that you see here. There's these new like robot enemies as well as the rats and the. I don't know if there's any slime or um, shadows down here. No, I don't think the shadows here. I think this is mainly a mm. robot area, um, and this is you're introduced to the tiny drones that you find mm. out are later on the big bad that's down here. Yeah, yeah, mm. um, Guardian. yeah. Guardian. Uh, I will. I. Uh, I feel like if you're fighting robots, sword play and old technology probably is not going to work out for you. No, how, uh, how I feel like they, we should have found thing. some form of like an energy sword or something. Yeah, because like we were, we started as an amateur swordsman, and right now we Sarah's just fucking crawling in the background. Uh, sorry, that was incredibly distracting. Just a head uh, coming from over here. Yeah, we have like an iron sword, and we're just like slashing robots, and like maybe a flamethrower, but. I'm trying it's, to see if you could, what you buy from. You don't buy woman. fuck all, mate. You buy um, no. like another bow and another the load sword you can get. Because mm. I know um, that uh, Luca gets a new weapon here soon too, and I don't remember what it was. Yeah, it's, it, the, the thing is, the load sword is just a silver sword. Mm, gotcha. Um, and Marley gets a bow, so it's like you, you're just running around trying to kill these like futuristic beings mm, yeah. that have been designed to uh protect shit with a sword yeah but they I didn't they didn't consider gun. that as they were building it they're like no one uses swords anymore we're not gonna make them resistant to swords because who the fuck uses swords no and then one they uses swords. why the fuck are we picking up swords from lab 16 because they found them Within the rubble. Oh, you're trying so hard. <laughs> or <laughs> relic the, in the past. <laughs> the robots used swords. And they're robot swords. Oh, there you go. That would have been isn't cool like, to see the wield swords. Isn't there like a whole uh lore of robotics that robots aren't allowed to harm Correct. humans? Mm -hmm. Yes. It's it's the, the unless, unless programmed to. Well, I mean, that's kind of the point is that they can't, they shouldn't be. Right. Like, the whole law is that like a robot can never be programmed to harm a human. Robots have to always prioritize a human life. Yeah. Um, blah, blah, blah. There's like three of them. And these these robots, robots don't give a fuck about that rule because they are coming <laughs> at us. Oh, yeah. 100%. No. Yeah. These are straight um, up the weird things from Stray. Same energy. Oh, right. Same energy. Just the same energy. 
Um, yeah, but a lot of this is just going through different rooms and fighting various robots and rads and enemies. Uh, and then you get to the boss of the Aristone, which is the Guardian. Is this uh, the uh, <laughs> is this the section where we have to chase the rat and talk to it? Afterward, yes. Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, yeah. I hated yeah, this. Yes, but you figure out the secret code, which is just pressing buttons. And if you are lazy and try to do it before you actually get the rat, and then you're like, I, I was, I, I misunderstood <laughs> the assignment. Okay, I didn't understand right, the assignment. Okay. Uh, yes, the Guardian is this kind of massive robot in the middle, and he has two kind of the smaller drones that we've seen on the side. As you go and fight him, you realize that the only way that this guy can attack is with these two drones. So if you focus on those, he has to wait five turns. It'll do like a five-turn countdown uh, beneath the Guardian, and then he'll resummon these drones, and you kind of just rinse and repeat. Uh, I think I, I died the first time fighting him, but once realized the, the gimmick of this boss, it was simple the next time around. I was like, oh, piece of cake. Let's do it. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I tried taking out the Guardian. Um, the Guardian has 1,200 HP. And uh, it turns out that every time you attack the Guardian, it does this counterattack that uses the bits mm. to attack you. And it... Oh, Sorry, guys. That came from the fucking abyss. Oh, my Spatial, God. Spatial, spatial awareness still is... Uh, it's early. Okay, it's early. Um, and so that was when I started to focus the little uh, bits, apparently they're called. Yeah. I love so that they're called bits. bits. It's adorable. It... Um, yeah. I don't know what to say about <laughs> That's that. That's it. That's that it. Um, really died out. It's, it's, uh, once it, you kill, it's once you kill the bits, you get five turns. Technically... Yeah. Six because you have a zero countdown as you have well. a zero turn which is okay fucking learn yeah. how to count um didn't but... it do that in like sonic as well was it sonic i swear that in the 2d sonics you got like down to zero life and he still oh. had a zero like he still had one life on the zero it was like no work like that lives. where it's like if you if you die on a zero then it's game over but you can like yeah. go to zero lives and if you die with zero lives left then it's a game over kind of thing. yeah yeah but um, um yeah, the Guardian, pretty straightforward. Like I said, once I figured out the whole uh, gimmick with the bits and killing the bits. And oh, that they're called pods us. in our version. That's oh. a bit better. Because it, it feels like... Yes. I'm looking at the description of the Guardian. It's yeah, like the Guardian has a two Because yeah. oh. originally it feels like they were just like, what do we call these like fins flying around him, these little bits? And everyone was like, they're oh, the bits. Yeah, they're the bits. The bits, little, these little bits that are going around. <laughs> I I will say that as we've been like playing and leveling up, our, some of our characters have gained some new abilities. Like uh, mm -hmm. Marley has an aura ability in which she can heal people. But as you level up, you can combine that with Chrono to do kind of like a full team heal. Um, mm -hmm. I believe at this point, Lucas still has just the flamethrower and then obviously the flamethrower spin combining with Chrono. And then Chrono <laughs> has his spin roll. So the Chrono online Chrono has the the Cyclone, which you can combine with the Fire or the Hill. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, and he also has Wind Slash. Oh which... yes, Wind Slash is really good. I, Wind I Slash can be that. very useful because it attacks enemies in a diagonal line, uh, as opposed to attacking a cluster that are near one another. And not so only that, is that it goes through enemies. So if you were able to line up enemies, because they will kind of walk around the battle as you're doing it. Your character is, is stationary, but they will move around. And as you're going to attack, you can kind of pick which enemy you want to attack. And if it will hit both, both of them will light up on the bottom screen. And if you do that, it'll hit both. And that's with, yeah. with all attacks, too. Not yeah. just with slash. Um, 
And I think, um, I don't know about yours, but on mine, Luca had Hypnowave, which attempts to put all enemies to sleep. Enemies to sleep, yes. Luca does have Hypnowave, correct. The only which is, thing what, what is it, Sleepy Time in Super Mario RPG? Something like that, yeah. Yes. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> um, the, the only thing that's kind of annoying, in a sense, is that mm-hmm. in order to use the dual text where you combine fins, yeah. you need to have that person ready to take their turn and it uses their turn to do a dual tech yeah because there's lots of instances like that because for the most part in this entire section chrono is the one that goes first he's the speediest boy that we have at the moment and i'll go to use his text first and any text relying on another individual they will be grayed out until that individual not only has enough to use that tech but is it's the turn is ready for that tech as well. Mm-hmm. Um, ben, did you ever switch to the weight mechanic and play the turn-based thing? I don't know if I remember you talking about that. But I don't know. I if tried you it, and I'll be honest, I I don't know if I did it right because I did not notice <laughs> a single fucking difference. <laughs> oh, interesting. Okay. Um, did you ever change you it back, it? or is it? No, I haven't tried it yet. I was just curious. To yeah, know I, I trying it. I I I swear <clears throat> I put it on the weight on this on the menu system, mm-hmm. and then I came out and. It just felt a little bit slower, but you know what it might be. It might be the fact that, like, because obviously there's the speed tier. Like all enemies move at a certain speed depending on the character, and there's the little blue bar that highlights. It might be when that blue bar fully goes up, like it's Chrono's turn. The enemy cannot attack. Like only Chrono can attack at that turn. Like you, you can't be attacked by it. And then whoever's speed is next on the speed tier, they will go. And you know it'll, it'll be more like that, which will be. It'll be more subtle instead of it being like your turn, his turn, your turn, his turn. Is that not how okay. it works? Okay. So I just, I was very curious because <clears throat> that would make sense, right? Yeah. What you're saying would make sense based on everything. Um, yeah. It turns out it's not as anywhere near as and complicated as that. Um, no. Weight means that if you're in a command menu, such as choosing an item or a tech to use, time effectively stops. Ah. However, in active mode, the active battle bar always is going. So, for instance, when you're trying to pick a tech, somebody's I blue see. line oh, yeah. will stop filling up so that they won't. Yeah. So you can't just like, basically, it's a lot slower in the active one. Even when you're choosing text, people's fins carry on filling up and enemies right. keep you attacking. Can, you, can, yeah, like you can still get attacked by enemies while you're trying to heal and use items or ethers, potions, or whatever, or you're trying to use your text. You can still get attacked at, at any time during that. It's, it's not truly a turn-based <laughs> RPG, is it, really? Yeah. It's kind of like a... Whatever the 95 equivalent was of a hack and slash. Like, that's as hack and slash as you really could have got, yeah. honestly. I mean, I, I honestly prefer this to some turn-based RPGs. I mean, it might depend on the game, but I like this kind of style. A couple other games, I don't know if you've ever played, like, uh, Child of Light. Child of Light does a similar thing where it has, like, a speed tier, and then that's how the... Uh, I don't... Kai is our child of light. I don't... He's our child of light and our daddy. <laughs> Very confusing. I'm multi-generational. Uh, it's broad appeal. I don't mind it. Um, <clears throat> I died for my first time in this leg at the very end. Mm. Uh, because I was going... I can't remember what I was going against, but it was just fucking knocking me for six. Oh, it was that fucking... The little rat cunt at the end of time. Kai is confused. I need a translation. Yeah. Knocking me for six. Knocking me for six? (laughs) 
I think it comes from cricket. I'm not entirely sure, oh. but basically, um, it just means that somebody's absolutely like whooping your ass. Like if something knocks Ooh. you for six, it just completely knocks you out. Okay. I'm gonna start um, using that. I have started uh, adapting some of the uh, British nomenclature in my own language. Every now and then, I say gents a lot too. So I mean, yep, you, you in slowly own, in your own language. In my own, yeah, the language that <laughs> I've ignoring <laughs> The language we had, uh, that's knocking me for six in my own language <laughs> we had um an american friend that we met um and she was absolutely fascinated by the word nonce um she loved that's that great, with great passion and uh she loved yonks as well i used yonks in front of her and she was like oh yonks, I'm yonks was fun that. yonks was a um, fun one i think it comes from cricket because in cricket you you have like a boundary and if you hit the ball over the boundary and out of the area it's a six mm. that's like the highest that you can get from like a, a home run yeah the, it's the home like run home cricket run. yeah okay um but yeah so i i found that like i would have um one character down and i got down to one character who only had like 60 health mm. and i was trying to use uh what's it called the alarian water or whatever that revives and knock down oh, ally yeah yeah, yeah yeah it revives and back to 50 hp but every time I queued the item to be used, Someone the else creature died. would attack me and kill me, and then like I'd be down to one person. I never managed to get two people. This this happened to me, and in, in later on when you get into the factory, that's the same instance happened to me too, where I was trying to heal, and every time I revived, the other person that just revived died, but then that person didn't have enough health to survive the next attack. So I was like in this yeah. loop of reviving people until I ultimately. Yeah, and so that's why it's kind of it's kind of weird um, that might. I mean, that's where the weight system might come into benefit in a way, I guess, because mm. you might be able to revive someone on the weight system as opposed right. to on the active system. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. Um, but it, it it creates some annoying situations. Definitely. Uh, yeah. Now that the Guardian is defeated, we head back down. And this is where we uh, referenced earlier the infamous chasing rat scene. We go out there mm-hmm. and we find out from, I think just the walkthrough, that's how I found it out. Uh, that this rat has a secret, and the secret is how we open the door. Continuing forward, uh, but catching this rat feels impossible because it's, it is yeah. very fast. You're on like uh, and like hard. metal beams. Yeah, and I, I really I like it's like it, just aesthetically because you see the metal beams and you can kind of see some of the environment below, and it's a little mm-hmm. blurred, kind of mm-hmm. trying to show some depth. It's cool. It's cool. cool. When yeah. you're running across these beams. Sometimes when you're going around corners, these games like this do that. You'll get like kind of stuck on a corner. If you do that, that fucking rat's gone. You're gonna have oh, to. Oh yeah. You have yeah. to go back up. There's an, there's an up and down exit. So as you go up and come back out, the rat will be there. And then if you go down to the bottom, and don't catch him. The same thing, kind of rinse and repeat until you find him. But it took me a couple tries to actually get yeah. this rat. Um, it took and, me a good like twenty minutes. Yeah. And what Kai was saying because we just looked at the walkthrough, and the walkthrough tells you the buttons you need to press. So I was like, oh. You just have to have the information. So I went to press the buttons. Thought my game was broken. I looked it up. I saw a lot of people on Reddit talking about this instance. If you're emulating the game and being able to push multiple buttons at once. Uh, and re- I realized I just had to talk to the rat. And then the button prompt worked. And I was like, well, fuck. Yeah. Okay. Oh, so you can't even speed run past catching the rat. Like you have to. Nope. Even if you have the knowledge of the buttons that you need to press, you have to. The game has to know that you have that knowledge by interacting with the rat. Do you know what? I kind of respect that in a, in a I, weird I way. Agree. 
Yeah. And I kind of respect that. Like the the fact that even as the player, yeah. you know what you need to do. If Chrono your doesn't characters, know, your characters don't know what's going on. So you have to, the characters yeah. have to get that information, which is cool. But finding, yeah. catching the rat was a pain in the ass. Oh, yeah. And I mean, I definitely feel like I benefited from playing the DS version and having the screen at the bottom and seeing the map mm-hmm. because I was able to know which right turns were coming up and which way I needed to turn. Like, I can't imagine trying to do that and not having the map on screen at the same time. Yeah, exactly. We we use that same thing because we're also doing the DS version. And having I'm noticing more and more that having that bottom screen is, is really coming oh, yeah. in handy during this. Yeah, especially for just silly things like getting to the exact menu that you want. Like, you haven't got to open a menu to go into the items. You can just press the icon and done I, yeah i love that there's two different enemies in this section which is bug and buggerer bug and buggerer bugger oh i thought you said buggerer i was like i don't think nope. you can call them that. uh yeah one of them is literally just like an bugger. ant or like a, like a weird bug yeah. like a weird ant bug they're uh. like yo we've made some things for this level what they called oh it's bug what's this one called uh bugger it's, it's <laughs> like a bug but it's more <laughs> it's more bug that was the oh. actual conversation. There's a, I think point. there's a lost in translation thing here going on because yeah, to bugger, bugger I and can hope yeah. so. Yeah, I was <laughs> to gonna bugger say yeah. and bugger is a different thing over here. Um, um, yeah. So after we we've catch this very slippery, elusive rat, uh, we now have access to the the door on the right. Pressing the buttons in this combination brings up a little platform, which gives us access to the room on the right. Uh, when we get there, we enter this refrigerated section, which is we imagine is where the food was stored that the old man was talking about. And all the food has rotted. The food has mm-hmm. rotted. And not only that, but there is a corpse of a man that seemed to have been locked in here or died down there on the other side of the room, which this is where uh, it happens a couple of times in this game. But this is where I was like, oh, shit, is he, like, that's kind of dark. <laughs> like, this is pretty, it's pretty dark for the, for this game so far. It's kind of wild. I, I respected this a lot. Don't get me wrong. Um, it's it's not super out there in terms of storytelling, but this idea that the people had lost hope and the only glimmer mm-hmm. of hope they had was the food that was underneath them, yeah. and nobody dared to go down. And as a result, their food supply is now gone. Um, and we have this seed. We get like a seed that we can take mm-hmm. it back up to them, which is yeah. fuck all, really. Come in a funny joke when you're giving them the seed. It's just like, oh, this is a, like the one crop. And it's like, that's not, what if that, that crop can't grow or it dies down? Only food resource. Like, my, my joke was monoculture got in, got us into this situation and monoculture is going to get us out of it. <laughs> yeah. Come in, and I was like, what if that one seed? I was, what if that one seed? He was like, Jared was like, what is this coffee? And I was like, well, that's a win. Yeah. Hold on. Yes. Hold on. That's, that's, that one's fine. That one's, yeah, fine. that one's fine. Yeah. It's like, what if it doesn't germinate or whatever? Cause they have that. Uh, we didn't talk yeah. about the, um, and entertron entertron what's it called yeah. and whatever enter, that is entertron which i didn't realize is a way that you can heal all of your hp and mp if you enter it too which i had did not know that until later on it doesn't cure your hunger because the game makes a joke about that every single time it restores energy. your energy but it doesn't get rid of your hunger and that's kind of like you know oh well we don't have any food so we can keep going yeah. but we're forever hungry that sounds awful I can imagine like the the feeling of being hungry, and you're never gonna like die because this machine has not is continuously revitalizing you, so you don't actually physically die, but you're just constantly hungry. That sounds you just start like eating hell. people. Yeah, I mean, 
you have it, to, right? Why do you think there's only like like ten people in that little little hideaway here? Exactly, because they've been nomming yeah. on the rest of the people, the rest of the population. No, people get trapped in like valleys and they eat their friends and shit, and it's like yeah. three days. <laughs> it's, like, been well, it's been twenty-four. It's been fourteen these hours. These people have been locked down in here, and they're like, you know, there's no way they resist human flesh. Yeah. Um, I, I got this backwards. Actually, we find the after we beat the guardian, we go to the room above, and then that's where the refrigeration is. And then we leave, talk to the rat, and the rat gives us access to continue through this. Because area, you but... try and open the door, and pressing A doesn't work. You have to hold yeah. L and R and press A, which yeah. opens up this very tiny bridge that Chrono could easily have jumped, but he could have jumped that. He could have okay. could have easily joked. I want to I want a three D remake of this so I can see the distance between that. And you wouldn't, yeah, you wouldn't you have uh, chased the rat if you could have jumped the gap. So, yeah, but what if everyone couldn't jump the gap? What if like Luca was left behind because she has like glass ankles? Sucks I mean, to suck, man. Don't know if I relate. You don't chase the rat if you can jump the gap. Sounds like an English uh, parable. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it does. I'll give you that. Yeah. Can you um, start saying that for now on, Ben? I will really appreciate I will. that. I will, okay. I will try and remember too. Uh, but we, yeah, we head back upstairs. We give this guy the seed and he's like, oh, thanks. Uh, have this uh, bike key for this jet bike that's just like 10 I, minutes down the road. I was very excited to hear that there was a bike key and that it was an actual bike and not like a thing. Uh, there is something that happens right before that because we do... Uh, Oh, we, yes. Big plot stuff, I forgot. Yes. Yeah, on. we go into this room and there's like this big screen and all of these mechanical buttons and whatnot. And Luca uses her Luca magic and turns the machine on and fixes it because I think it wasn't working or something. Uh, and then we get to see the events that happened and the, how the, the world was today. So you see kind of a... I think it's during this time because all those domes and everything are still there, but it's very grassy. It's very lush, similar to how it was in a thousand AD. And then a crack in the earth appears. And then through it, we assume Lavos bursts through this giant deity and demon and rains, rains hellfire down onto the world. Um, it's a DE and demon. Fuck yeah. He's, he's, <laughs> he's fucking <laughs> both. You guys, you guys better be prepared because he's both. Depends on what side you're on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, it's really but, convenient that they found an exposition machine after right. all these years. Yeah. Just turn well, that shit on. And no one's, like, no one's, the plot. <laughs> no one's, no one's gone down there. No one knew about the plot until now. Until they're too afraid. That's true. Uh, we found the plot. But this essentially sets up what I imagined to be the main, like you said, plot of this game. We all decided that we have to go back in time and somehow stop Lavos from, we have to, we, we've seen the future. We now have to prevent this future from happening. This, this destruction, we need to, we need to stop this. We need to go back in time and defeat Lavos. yes that is um that is the mission now uh i don't know how an amateur swordsman a wannabe engineer with some mediocre hacking experience and a princess are gonna stop a demon erupting from the core of earth 
Uh, we've had a little more experience. I think we moved up to a beginner swordsman now. We're not just an oh, amateur. Right. We're, uh, in, yeah. You know what they say. Luca also yeah. just invented Don't chase the rat there. if you can jump the gap. <laughs> exactly. Don't chase, the, don't chase the rat if you can jump the gap. Uh, but yes, after after <laughs> we see all of this and, and see the bleak future that we have coming for us, we do go back upstairs, talk to the old man. He gives us the bike key. Like you said, it's just down in lab 32. Um, I think you did this at this point, but at, at this point, you can access the sewers. It, I think we came mm-hmm. back afterward after we do the whole end of time mm-hmm. stuff. We can come back and do a little grinding here, which is what we did. But um, do you want to just talk about the, the sewers then, Ben, or do you want to like give a little bit of your experience now? I mean, I could talk about it whenever you guys are. If you're going to talk about it now, then. Sure. We can just talk about the sewers now in our experience since, since you're right here. Um so yeah, like I said, we we came back and we used the sewers as kind of a way of doing a little grinding and getting some more items and whatnot. Uh, the sewers is interesting. It seems that like each level in the sewers has kind of a different theme to it, like a, almost a different like mechanic to the the enemies that are presented mm-hmm. there. Um, there's one in particular that stands out where the the room is completely empty, but there's just like random shit everywhere, like a cat. And a soda can and a save point, which is the save point, fake save point got me. But the whole the theme for this room is if you interact oh, with anything, the enemies attack you. But as long as you just don't touch anything, then they won't. And there's a save point at the bottom. I was like, they said don't touch anything. Is this going to be fake? I, I decided to try it anyway. And it was enemies come out of the water. Some weird ass like link to the past Zora, Zora creatures come out and start mm-hmm. fighting you too. They look like... um. I only know this because I've recently been playing it with Ellie, but they look like lake lurkers from Fallout New Vegas, if anyone's played that. Um, but they are essentially just fish people. Yeah. Just fish that's, people. That's They're fish people. The one benefit that we had in being here after uh, the end of time, which we'll get into, is we had access to magic at this point, which made this a uh, piece of cake. Like, destroying oh. these guys was... Uh, um, until we got yeah, to like kind the, of the, the... Oh, they're weak to shadow? Oh, that's, uh, that's the boss. Yeah, well, that yeah, it was yeah. it like weak to lightning or something. I yeah. mean, honestly, cr- Crawley wasn't hard. No, Crawley oh, was not super hard shadow. even when I did it first time around. No. And what happens in the beginning? So yeah, we, you get uh, to the mini boss of this section, which is Sir Crawley, and I think his gimmick is the first person he attacks, it goes down to like one HP or something like that, and then you just fight mm-hmm. him like normal. But he's he has five hundred HP, so he's not anything hard at all. It's a little bitch. He's Crawley's a little bitch. Indeed, a little bitch. Um, I think one of the items we got from here too was the was it the rage band? Yeah, fifty percent chance of counterattacking, uh, which is cool. Cool items that you can have your characters hold. Oh, okay. I have not used that. There's another item I got at some point that was like a berserker ring. That yes, I do remember the like berserker ring. I increases some stat crazily, but also mm-hmm. means you lose control of the character. Oh, interesting. Like, have you have you done this yet? Not done it yet. No, I've oh, been very okay. tempted to, but um, yeah, from all the, I think you lose control of the character. Um, mm, interesting. So that means I wonder if that just means that like you can attack and it attacks on like like Pokemon where yo your Pokemon's too high level to uh, uh, obey you. It used Scratch instead of Flamethrower, and you're like, well, that's not what I want. Yeah, I, I assume it'd be some shit like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, that's really all. The, the sewers are pretty straightforward, aside from a couple. I mean, it seems like a area that you can just completely miss if you don't want to come to it but there's some interesting items and definitely a good place to level up if you're looking for some grinding um 
But after leaving yeah, there, right. oh, we got the bolt sword here. That was another thing we got yeah. was the bolt sword, which is really cool. Really good sword. Yeah. Um, but after that, we head to Lab 32, which Lab 32 is the area in which the bike was. Yeah, there's a little bit of exploring before you go there. More of the same enemies, more shadows, more giant pink abominations, whatever the fuck they're called. And we eventually get to this thought it was a bike but this giant blue it almost looks like a car it looks like a like a uh, f-zero vehicle that's what it looks mm -hmm. like blue has yeah like these yellow lightning stripes on the side of it it looks like um anyone who's ever seen like uh, a top gear episode or anything when they show the people who try and set the fastest land speed record and they have those super fucking long cars with a jet engine in the back of it mm -hmm. yeah it is exactly like that it's this big blue car looking jet bike yeah um and we have to race johnny who is smart is he's a bike himself he's a robot yeah, bike. Just, he, he's, he's like a transformer calm. he's like yeah i couldn't work out if he was like a cyborg bike or if he was all machine half bike yeah. like this yeah so he, he comes out he's, he's very he's very cocky I, the because kai and i give all these characters voices or what i do mm -hmm. while he sits there um <laughs> <laughs> and cries and cries at the crowds but he he definitely gave me like bro vibes i think even some of the minions around him call him like bro or something like that so those are definitely like the the vibes that came off of him and he wants he wants to race us and see who's the fastest um now this is interesting i really wasn't expecting a full like side scrolling racing mini game to come after mm -hmm. this but i loved it i don't know how you guys felt but i love this it was it was a little difficult to kind of figure it out at first but it was so fun. It was really interesting. You have to do this. At least uh, something different. Yeah, something exactly. Different. You have to do this weird, like, so, like, you'll set off, you get free boosts, and it has a recharge, mm -hmm. and then once the B is blue, uh, yellow, you can boost. Um, and Johnny does this thing where he, like, goes backwards and forwards along the screen mm. in an attempt to try and, like, stop you from overtaking him. So once and you I can found do the out, same thing as well. Yeah, once I found out if you just mirror what he's doing and just go backwards and forwards and then boost at the very end, you win. Mm -hmm. um, afterwards, I was like, oh, okay, it's kind of tedious, fine. It you took me a choose... couple tries to do. It took me like a good two or three times, but like after I got it, I, got, I was like, okay, fine. Because you can just completely not race Johnny. Um, the whole reason you're racing Johnny is to get across, I think it's Site 16... Mm. um which is like treacherous and there's creatures everywhere and it's very hard to get through so instead of doing that you can race johnny and if you win you get through if you lose you go this is the end of finn as well if you lose you go all the way back to the beginning of lab 32 and have to redo the race even though you raced to the other side mm, and you're yeah. where you need to be you have to come back yeah you, you could have been just like win. oh you beat me that's fine he's like nope go back we're trying yeah. again go yeah. back oh, shit okay uh, but no, I, I like what you guys are saying. Just something different, different gameplay, different like visual style too. It's like weird two D, three D because the camera is like panning around both of these bikes, but the bikes are still two D. It reminds me of like, I mean, not as you know, uh, big as something like Octopath Traveler with its crazy lighting effect and camera angles and stuff like that. But mm. something like, akin to that because there is like a, a, a swap of spanning 360 camera around these two bikes that are right it here. It reminded me of um, like SNES races and like pole position mm. and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. You've got that like beginning camera that you're talking about. 
mm-hmm. it was it was fine i mean it's um it, it, it's fine it's, it's a cute little mini game slapped in the middle of this rpg it's it's very yeah. super mario rpg when it comes to the waterfall and the yeah, fucking the river waterfall, that we had to those. and all of that yeah 100 percent um but once we get to the end of that we pass through lab 32 we get to the proto dome more domes people uh we go through here we find a bunch of more enemies and we get introduced to a little character named robo yeah uh, i love robo and a cutscene and a cutscene that kai didn't even realize happened he's literally sitting next to me and he's like man i wish there was more yeah. cutscenes in this game like, like maybe oh, 10 minutes just after happened. this <laughs> in my defense i was very uninterested in this <laughs> Well, uh, I, I even commented on it. I was like, "Oh, this is so like cute." It's like the shows the robot. Yeah, and there's like, like the rats all over. Shut the, the fuck up! I don't the, want to hear it. The the cutscene starts like these big bulgy eyes that pop up, and it's the rats running around. They're kind of chewing on New Robo's kind of like decaying body, and then mm-hmm. Luca like whips out a screwdriver and is like, "I can fix it." I mean, she doesn't say that because of the voice acting, but that's that's what I thought she said. And then she that's your that's your Luca's voice in your head, can yeah? It sounds like Wario and Waluigi. So you're telling me she's going to be a villain later on. If Luca becomes like a villain, that'd be amazing. That'd be pretty dope. Uh, but now, yeah, we are we are introduced to Robo. Um, you fight off some creatures. Luca mm. fixes him, and he's like, "Oh, I got nothing else to do. Can I tag along?" Yeah, we fixed him. So now we are his his essentially master. And he's like, "What do you want me to do?" Also, we named our uh, Robo. This is the only one that we changed name. We named him Otto. Oh, why Otto? I mean, he spelled it like Otto, like Automotive, like A-U-T-O. Well, what oh. happened was... Oh, yeah. Um, Tell the story. The suggestion was Autobot. Yeah, I went oh, okay. Transformers. Mm-hmm. What was the other one? We had, this we, game was we, built we, at a time that... It, well, okay, continue. I was like, we had one that was like shorter than that, but it didn't fit. It was only like, like four or five characters, which is such an odd number of characters to have. I don't know. But it didn't work. It didn't. You only have like four characters to choose from, so yep. I was like, whatever. So we have Otto. Oh, it is. Otto is the robot. Literally, all of the other characters are called Luca, Chrono, Marley. Robots when you are name them, you can only less call them than citizens. They don't. They don't get an extra character. They're less than individuals. You know, they're less than people. Yeah, makes sense. Okay. Yeah. So he he now tells us that we have to turn on the power, mm-hmm. and that is our our mission now so before you head into the factory and go to the factory ruins you can only have three individuals um in your team at once so while you're before you leave to the factory you kind of have to decide who are you having go with you luca or marley i'm pretty sure we had yeah we had luca stay behind i don't know about you ben but we had Luca uh, stay behind. i think i i think i left luca there because i was like marley's my healer and, um, uh, and so, the robo robo can heal as well he has a healing punch that he does yeah which i didn't know at the time uh no. so i was like oh yeah marley um marley also gets a really weird ability called allure um it's really suggestive uh, yeah she's like giggles and she's like ah, ha 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 and then she slaps her ass i was gonna say she's just like a little ass slap animation i'm like what's happening here wouldn't <laughs> be a game made in the 90s without blatant misogyny i i don't know it's supposed to confuse the enemy i was um, confused 
I was majorly. I am a robot. I do not <laughs> I feel emotions for human pussy. Stop <laughs> slapping your ass. That's super weird. Not that I'm not into it. I just haven't done it before. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but yeah, so um, we now head to uh, yeah to the factory, and Robo comes in and is like, "Oh, don't worry, I got this." And he's like, "Do do 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 do." Disables all the security activates the conveyor belt and then we are introduced mm-hmm. to this weird blob creature that i've learned is now called an acid and just call them little slimes they're fucking bulky as hell like i hit it, it was oh, like they're three damage them. and i was like three damage i was doing like a shit ton of damage on those last guys these things are mm-hmm. tiny yeah you're fighting like the fucking bugs and you're doing like 70 per slash with chrono and then these acids are just absolutely tanking they're, everything they're just dwarf stars they're small but they're they're mighty Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, um, what happens now? Oh, we go on the conveyor belt. Yeah, um, there's a lot of moving through conveyor belts, going through it. There's also kind of two sides of the factory, right? When you come in, uh, a lot of elevators that you can go up and down to. Uh, one side of the factory, I think, is what you first turn on and what you get access to the power, and the other side of the factory. Because I think, don't you need some kind of uh, like a battery or something that we're grabbing and bringing back to yes. the dome? Yeah, yeah, we have to. We have to. Um, grab this battery and that involves the codes that kai mentioned a little bit earlier because mm. you need to basically make your way to this like crane control room and it will ask you for two codes um and they are just input codes from the ds controller yeah uh, so it's like what xa I, and bb yeah what i imagine they're they're like like coordinate codes this was a little interesting like because you go up to this crane and you push the code and then it goes and grabs these like two different barrels. Mm-hmm. Um, that was cool. I was like, sure, that's fine. It was okay. It was, it was okay. It was um, yeah. all the while fighting lots of bugs and lots of robots along the way too. Also, at when you first get into the the right side of the factory and you go up, you can hook a you can hook a left and then kind of go into where the conveyor belts are. If you ever go into the conveyor belt, you get grabbed by this crane and then you get plopped into the conveyor belt and then have to now do a series of, I think, four or five back-to-back fights without mm-hmm. like healing or anything. I think eventually you have to go this way to kind of lead towards a path, but I ended up looping back around going in it and have to do the same thing over again. I was like, son of a bitch. Yeah, I but did this is the instance that I was talking about in which I got stuck in the healing loop of like healing and dying and then healing and dying and healing and dying and, and having that loop stuck there was, was in this little conveyor belt. I wonder if there's a way out of that or if once you're in it, you're just fucked. I think once you're in it, you have to at least do all the fights or die and go back to the beginning and uh, to, to get out of it at all. Because I don't think... Yeah, because I mean, once you once you know that you're, you're losing that fight, if it's one that you can't flee, if it's like a boss battle or whatever, you've just got to uh-huh. take the L on that really and then yeah, come back to it. Yeah. Uh, as you're exploring through kind of the right path of the factory you can kind of see different accesses from the from the left side as well i think once you go and get all of the the, the conveyor the crane thing done excuse me and like the all the security lasers disabled now you can kind of go up the left side of the path which this is what's going to lead to like that battery that i was talking about before yes and um you learn a security code in the right-hand side, don't you? You learn that there is a uh, security yes. code, Zabby, which is how you Zabby. Uh, Zabby. are going to uh, turn on a computer in the left mm. side. Uh, you get a new sword for Chrono. 
Yep. And then the left side was kind of uneventful compared to the right side. Yeah. Well, there's uh, there's a couple of, like the items that you can get here too, like the you could get the plasma gun, and then there's the, also the hammer arm that you can give to a robo as well. But there, definitely less fights on this side too. More of those little slime, the slimes and the alkalis or the acids and all of those. Um, mm-hmm. But it isn't until finishing that that we get to the, the boss of this game, which is the R series, which are little blue versions of Robo, Otto in our instance. And this interaction was interesting because as, as we go there, Robo thinks like, oh, these are my friends. These are the individuals that'll help us and everything. And they immediately are like, oh, you're helping the humans. You're a traitor. You don't deserve to live. And then they just proceed to beat the shit out of Robo, which was yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ, it was awful. Yeah, they're like, they're like you try to walk towards them, they just knock you down. Yeah, yeah. I I tried. That? So that was the thing that kind of done me is because they they're shouting at him that he's defective, and yeah. there's like nine of them that are just it's jumping him. Yeah, and, and we can't do anything about it at this point. Oh, well, I didn't think dead. I could control Chrono at first, and when I realized yeah. I could, I was like, oh, if I run in, maybe I'll initiate a fight and I can help him. Mm-hmm. Um, and you, like you said, you just get pushed along, and then they throw him on the conveyor belt, all mangled up and like yeah. fucking broken. And yeah. now you're left in a boss battle against these nine R series robots, yeah. who are easy enough on their own. But, but um, when, as when they, yeah, as like hard. when they when you hit one of them, like they only have 150 HP each, which is not a lot. A fucking worm guy from the sewers had more HP than that. Um, but when they attack, they attack consistently back to back. And not only that, they have a move where they can bounce you between each one of them, which does damage. And then they'll toss you into your party member, which in our instance was Marley, which does damage to her as well as doing damage to us. It's, um, yeah, it's one of those that like, if you're getting bounced about, it's a hard time. It is very, um, you've got to know how to take these guys out and you've got to do it quickly. Oh, interesting. They have a move called Robo Explosion, which is if one of the R-series remains, an explosion counterattack that hits both party members for 50 damage happens. See, I yeah. never got to that because I was just using the Wind Slash and Cyclones yeah, to take out as doing. many as I could in one go. Yeah, I was all about efficiency here. I was like, how? what can I use to take out multiple of these at once? Because there's a lot of opponents, so there's going to be a lot of them there. And they're, like I said, they're attacking consistently back-to-back. So I was just like, how many of them can I take out at once? Because that is the ultimate goal here. Yeah, and then having defeated them, um, for instance, in my situation, it was Marley. And you guys are Marley as well, right? Yeah. Yeah, So she looked down the conveyor belt, and she's like, I can see him. He's at the end of this, like conveyor belt he's really messed up we need to get him poor and so, guy poor fucking robo he just thought these were his friends and he didn't fight back because these are his friends and they just proceeded to oh, just man. beat the hell out of him so sad he's a robot doesn't matter yeah and wow. no feelings you're like now in this situation where it's not a cutscene, but you're watching this like in-engine yeah. gameplay of uh chrono and marley literally dragon robo from the derelict factory yeah. all the way back to well, the pl- uh, proto yeah. it's interesting too because it's not only that but it's the top down uh isometric view of the mm-hmm. overworld those sprites because those sprites are a little different than the in-game sprites that you play mm-hmm. as and then like you said dragging robo back to the dome to be fixed by luca which by I, luca. So I don't so. know why but i did actually like i could feel myself kind of tearing up at this scene i don't know yeah. why i don't know if it's just because the rest of the game was like so shit 
in terms of its like emotional depth that when there was this robot scene, I was like, oh man, I, mean, I wasn't expecting it, this. I mean, if you, you see the scene and like, it sucks. You're watching this, the, the, our robot here, which not hostile, very friendly is going to these individuals that assumes are his friends. And they're like, you're different. You're defective. We don't want you to be here anymore because you're different and now defective. And so much so that we're going to try to kill you. And that's what's going to happen. But the, like, the problem as well is that I feel like it's also too early on in our relationship with this robot. Like I have no real emotional attachment to this robot at this time as a character. Like fair. I've just met him. If it was, I don't know how they would work it later on, but if something happened to him later on down the line, once we've been, you know, traveling with him and all of that stuff, yeah. then I feel like it would hit a lot deeper. I think it was mm. purely just because I had fully zoned out of having any kind of emotional depth to this game whatsoever in terms of its storytelling yeah. that when something happened that was even remotely emotionally deep, yeah. I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. Small I mean, I was, I was, I, the minute we got Robot, I was like, oh, Robot friend, I love this guy and I hope he stays on our party forever. Imagine if it was like what, like Marley, like they just like pulverized Marley and she's like a puddle of flesh oh, afterward. <laughs> well, I mean, like, take her in a cup to like the energy <laughs> Luca I need you to fix this this is Marley she's in this mug you just go back in time this is fine you know there are no consequences exactly um, what if we but... no go on I was gonna say like um, luckily Robo is fixed yeah, um, Luca does fix Luca Robo fix him. I, I thought at first I was like I wonder if I had Luca in my team if she would fix him at the factory oh um, interesting yeah but when I looked into it, I'm pretty sure I remember this correctly. That Luca is like needs to drag him back to Proto Dome anyway. My tools, like, my tools are in the Proto Dome. Yeah. yeah, it'll be her tools or a safer there or something. So yeah, it's yeah. the same result either way. Yeah. Um, and then you have this like scene where Robo, you're asking Robo like, okay, what do you want to do? Mm-hmm. He's very confused. And He's like, what do you? What do you mean? What do I? Yeah, mean? he's like, I don't know. Like, I'm I'm programmed to do these, fi-. and he's like, no. Well, you you can't do what you're programmed to do. What is it that you want to do? Mm. And he's like, I don't know. Pinocchio wanting becoming is becoming a free boy. Yeah, and he's like, I don't know what wanting is. I don't know. Like, yeah. you know. And they're like, oh well, we're gonna go save the world. And he's like, oh, that sounds pretty dope. I want to do that. And so now he comes with us, and Bobby we is have a free elf. Yes, we've opened Bobby up another time elf. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but okay. uh, unfortunately, in doing so, and opening this time gate, and now entering the time gate, bad shit happens. We have There's broken two... cardinal broken rule of time rule. <laughs> yep, we didn't. We, we found the end of time. We didn't read the TOS uh, of the time travel rules, and we have broken them. And we flowed onto the point of least resistance in the time universe. Such bollocks! But anyway. You're not a fan of the end of time. I'm. I don't mind the end of time. I'm not a fan of the idea that if you have more than three people in a time portal, you somehow are unable to travel everywhere. Like, especially because one of those people is a robot. It's not even a real person. Yeah, like I. It was like if they're the. I swear, when I read it, it was like if more than three people from different time zones try to travel through a time portal gate at the same time yeah it's it's mm-hmm. impossible yeah 
that you can so only not, have three of them. Which doesn't make which doesn't make any goddamn sense because Luca, Marley, and Chrono are all from the same time. Mm-hmm. Right. They had to be from the different robo is The Robo isn't. No way. Yeah, Robo's, no. From tw- Robo's, Robo's from 2,300. Maybe that's a nod. Maybe Marley is not from our time. Maybe. Because, I mean, they make a big deal out of that um, when you meet Specchio. And if yeah. you take Robo to Specchio, he makes a big deal out of that. Uh, yeah. But let's, okay, let's talk about end of time. Um, how do you want to go about this? Because it's a very, very short section. Yeah. Um, so the end of time when you get there is this weird, the background's completely black. You're in almost this, it feels very like, not like a cathedral, but some of the architecture definitely gives me those vibes. It's very uh, gothic. Yeah. It's like yeah. a graveyard. Yeah. Graveyard gothic. There's these three three individual portals. And as you walk kind of down these stairs, there's a single lamppost and an elderly man standing below it. And the elderly man is, in fact, the gentleman that Ben just named that I forgot his name. Specchio. Specchio. No, Specchio, Specchio is the um, Specchio's the rat. I don't know what the old man's name is. Specchio's oh. the little rat who teaches you magic. Oh, what is the old man's name? Is he just the, the wizard? I think he's uh, just the old man. I'm the time wizard. Oh, he's right. time himself. Uh, but he's the one that informs you that, no, 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 you guys have broken time. And like Kai said, this is the path of least resistance. If the, the time gates don't know where to spit you out because of your all varying time periods that you've come in, you get sent here. And you have to only have at least three of you, which Kai also said, interesting way to limit party members once you start getting more, that this is kind of the, the mechanic for that. Um in, in a sense, that is all with the end of time. We talked about this character, Specchio, and Specchio essentially teaches the party magic. If you have people in your party that can use magic, you get to learn magic, um, which involves you running around the room that Specchio's in uh, three times and saying, like, from I want to, from the door, saying, I want to learn magic. I want to learn magic. Mm-hmm. It's an interesting. Um, and then, I, I, I like the thing he's just fucking with you. He can just like give you magic, but he wants to see if you actually like, actually did it. Okay, I can't believe they 100%. did. Hundred percent. And then like you get into a fight with him, and he points out that Robo can't learn magic because Robo isn't a living creature, um, and that magic has to exist inside of a living creature. Super fucked. Yeah, it really is. Um, you're not a real boy. You don't get magic, and the girl was just oh, but the time time. laws, uh, you know. Well, that's what I was going to say. Laws apply to him. That's like a whole thing. Like time laws apply to a non-living creature, but he's not capable of magic. Yeah. Um, Chrono learns lightning. Yes. Marley learns fire. No, Luca learns uh, fire. I, I was going to say I don't know what Marley learns. I haven't taken her to Specchio yet. Yeah, ours is opposite because we we use Marley, and Marley learns ice. Oh, interesting. Okay, yeah. He does tell he does tell Robo that his laser inflicts a shadow like effect. So it does have people. a secondary effect on people. That is, there is someone that does have shadow as a like weakness that Robo's laser can do that damage to. Um, mm-hmm. yeah. Convenient. Yeah. So that's pretty much it's it. Like a shadow laser. Yeah. Don't worry about this. It. This um, was this was the instance that we went back to 2300 AD and we revisited that, did some grinding, got some items, everything. We did the sewers. But, we did the sewer. Yeah. Uh, which was easier with the ice power. Oh, absolutely. Oh, I can imagine. But it seems that like uh, we don't know this for sure, but it seems pretty open ended because he says you can go into kind of it says where you need to go back to the present in 1000 AD. But even Ben, you said you went to the past again and you kind of explored that. I a went bit. to. I think it was 65,000 BC. Um, Jesus. 
and they're you know all... where the dinosaurs are? Yes. Hell yeah. There's dinos, and you meet this tribe of, like, cave people who can't... Uh, they don't speak the Queen's English. They speak in Ungabunga, and um, everything's very, like, three-word sentences, like, this is good, me like that. And you... Uh, it, it's weird. You meet, like, the chief of the village... And you can tell that there's a quest there, but I couldn't find the quest, mm, which makes me think that because there are only three time periods to go to at the moment. Um, we have 2300 AD where we found Robbo. We have that past one where I found the dinosaurs. And then we have 1000 AD, which is our current present, our yeah. present time period. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so there's this weird, I don't know if you guys have read the walkthrough, but this is going to get weird because. Mm-hmm. Um, basically, once you go through a time gate, it then will always take you to the end, end of, time. of time. Well, and that's what we did too, because uh, not only grinding and going back 2300, but we went back to the Banger Dome, which opens up another portal. It opened up two new portals for us and a shortcut later. So that was one of the things we wanted to do is go back to the Banger Dome because oh. that opens up shortcut portals later, which that made me think like, okay, this is going to kind of be open-ended. You can use these different portals to get to different areas easier. Right, okay, but question. Yeah. If there are three of you entering the time gate from the Banger Dome, why has it sent you to the end of time? Because the only reason it sends you to the end of time is because it's the path of least resistance. It's because now you can go there. It's, it's, like, a, it's like a freeway. You now have an exit. It's like, you can go to the end of time now. Yeah, but you don't. Because if you read the walkthrough, it says that you will... Um, uh, so you start out with three portals, specifically the one at the Millennium Fair, which took you to 600 AD, and the mm-hmm. one in the forest that took you to Bangor Dome in the future. If you travel through either of these gates once, you'll be able to travel to either side whenever you want. It, it's like, it, it doesn't make sense. Why is it taking you back to the mm-hmm. end of time? Because the end of time is only when there's resistance in the time gate. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. There, there's there's no explanation in game. I mean, like headcanon theories that we could throw out is like now that you have that, you can control where you go. But it doesn't necessarily say that if you have multiple portals, you can have you can control where you're going. I mean, it's essentially saying that in the sense of like being able to create shortcuts. Because if there's a shortcut, that means you can kind of choose which portal to go through, which will access different portals. Well, you mean I'm... like you should be able to with time travel? Yeah. So exactly. the, the bit here is what I found. So it says there's a save point, a green ball, which restores health if you need it. From now on, whenever you step into a time gate, it will send you to the end of time, which connects all the time gates you access so far. Mm-hmm. If it's your first time going through a time gate, however, you'll travel to that destination. But going mm-hmm. into that gate from that point onwards sends send you to you the, to end, the of end of time. time. So if you're going there for the first time, it'll bring you to that time period. But if you're entering back through it, it'll automatically loop you back to the end of time. Okay, if you're listening to this and you've played Chrono Trigger and you understand this, can you please explain this to me? Because I don't understand why it's forcing you to the end of time when you have three party members. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to understand it. Please know that. I, I want to I want to respect your game, but it makes no goddamn sense to me whatsoever. <laughs> yeah. Um, it, feels, yeah. It feels pretty much just like a... Sorry, it feels pretty much just like a way to... Bring you back to this like, like hub area. Yeah, back to the heart. You've got Speccio yeah. to teach people magic. You've got a way to heal, a way to save, change party yeah. members, and then off you go. 
And if it's yeah. as simple as that, yeah, fine. Great. <laughs> if it's as simple as that, fine. fine. But it doesn't make sense as you should be able to choose to go to the end of time as opposed yeah. to being forced to the end of time. Mm. Yeah. I mean, we have, we have time travel. We should be able to go to any time, any time we want. Also, how the fuck are we going to beat Levios? How are we going to beat Lavos? Because we can't use the same gate two times. I have no idea. We'll find out. I mean, clearly you can enter, enter the gates more than once because we went back to 2380. I don't know. We'll figure it out. Yeah, that, that that's all for uh, this section of Chrono Trigger. We'll go around and quickly kind of sum up our thoughts uh, at this time in the game. Ben, you want to start us off here? Yeah. Uh, okay. I liked the Robbo section. I liked that whole thing with uh, Robbo yeah. being betrayed by his kind. Yeah. Um, I like the fact that even though you know the input, you have to have Chrono know the input. I think that's a nice touch. Yeah. Um, I'm so conflicted. That's all I'll say. Um, there's things I love about the game. I like the battle system. I like the environments i like the way the environments are shown like we were saying about chasing a rat and you can see the level below you and stuff that's nice touches it's the fucking time travel mechanic guys i i just it is always coming yeah. back to that and it's always what's throwing me off of fully fully enjoying this game yeah um and that might be a personal thing i just get really hooked up on time travel stuff because yeah to me it just really unravels the plot when you have time travel mechanics and they're not properly catered to. Mm -hmm. um, but cautiously optimistic. I'm not fully checked out on the game. Um, I'm still yeah. intrigued to see how this all plays out. Yeah. But yeah, I, I am very conflicted. Yeah. Kai, sum us up your thoughts here so far. This is the better section of what we've played so far i'm still not enjoying it <laughs> i don't think i will mainly because of the, i don't of what care it is about rpgs <laughs> i don't care about your fucking grinding i don't care that that is the point of this game i play games for the narrative i play games for the experience that's what i enjoy and it's sloppily put together there's lots of expositional dialogue it's not sensical in the way that it approaches time travel. Yes, there is a little bit more character development, sort of, with Robo. Not really. Um, I did like that the people were, like, starving to death. That at least yeah. was interesting for a moment. Um, and that they were trapped from their food supply. Like, I feel like that could be a whole game in its own. Like, if you just broke that down and made it, more fleshed out like that is the more interesting than any single plot that has been presented so far in this game um uh, i will pay attention to the uh cutscenes more since it's clear they <laughs> fucking missed the robot one but it wasn't that important anyway so it's okay dodge that bullet um yeah i i hope i hope they find a way to explain why time travel only works the way they want it to and not the way that it should work mm. I'm sure that they will at least attempt an explanation, which is good. Yeah. Um, and uh, I, I'm looking forward to dinosaurs because I like dinosaurs and I want to see the dinosaurs. dinosaurs yeah. Um, so I'm hoping that like pulls through for me, and I'm like, wow, that was an enjoyable experience. But so far, it's exactly what I expected. Yeah. 
Um, maybe I'm just a basic bitch, you know? Maybe. <laughs> I mean, that is very true. That's, you are basic that, that's true. I, I can recognize the shortcomings of, of this game and exactly what you guys are saying. Time mechanic doesn't make sense. We've had some small character development, but there, there hasn't been a ton of it. But I don't, I'm still I'm still enjoying my time with this game. Like I said, the the the, the RPG and the battling and the, and the mechanics. I know it, it it depends on what you're looking for and you're going from that game. This is kind of exactly what I had been looking for for a while because I haven't played an RPG outside of Pokemon in a very long time, a turn based one at least. Um, the little snippets of development, character development, or world building that we got were really interesting. Like the like Kai talked about the whole starving mechanic and going to the bottom and not they're not being a shiny beautiful like food resource and they're all happy and everything only to learn that that's there's nothing your food's gone and your hope is gone too like here's this seed hopefully that works out for you that's interesting i think that's really cool and i i hope there's more instances like that sprinkled throughout the game um the stuff with robo robo fighting his his brothers there and them just beating him up and us essentially having to stand there and watch until this cutscene is over more of that. More of that will definitely help drive the game. But in the sense of my own personal enjoyment, the RPG and the grind and all of that has been enjoyable enough for me. And those little like morsels of of deeper content and deeper like emotional stuff is has been fine for me too. But again, I can acknowledge and understand all of these the shortcomings. And if you are someone that really enjoys narrative of the game, if you want some, if you want a big sad boy game, and that's what you're looking for and hoping for, I'm gonna, you're gonna be happy it. too. You know, no, Ben only wants that. Doesn't have games. to be sad. Sad boy games only. Sad boy games, yeah. Um, but I'm also optimistic about the game going forward. I'm interested to see what other locales we get to visit with the dinosaur land, and I'm hoping there's more after that. I'm, I'm not sure if there's kind of these handful of them, and we explore them in various you know capacities as we go through this game. But hopefully, there's more locales, more cool enemies to fight, more characters to join our squad. Um, yeah. That's Chrono Trigger, episode three for today. And now, let's recommend you some shit. Recommend a section. Play the tune. Play the jingle. Yay. This is just going to be the thing now. <laughs> get wrecked. My favorite part is that you keep saying get wrecked, and get wrecked has nothing to do with this, but I love it anyways. <laughs> um, yes, the, the theme that Kai the presented us <laughs> last time, or the, the challenge, rather, was that we need to recommend the people at home a game off the Nintendo eShop, Nintendo Switch eShop, that's under $5 that us ourselves have not played before. Based solely on the description. Based solely on the description, which is interesting. Are you limited to just one? Is that what the rule was? Hmm? Was the rule just, yeah, just one? Yes. Okay. okay, okay, that's fine. Um, well, Kai, do you, do you want to start us off then? What game are you recommending to the folks at home that you've never played based off the description? Uh, I am recommending uh, Hidden Paws, which is no idea what this is. Two ninety nine. Uh, it is a cat puzzle game. It's winter and cats are still outside, cold and alone. Find them and bring them home. Features twelve plus charming winter landscapes with over a hundred and twenty little cats to find. Three Christmas updates adds four festive aisles. Is there a cat in a gift box? Question mark. <laughs> Open cars and boxes, rubbish through piles of wood, search forests. Cats are well hidden, but they meow when you get near. So closely listen, and you might just be able to find them all. It's a lovely polygonal. Uh, it's kind of 
almost Nintendo 64 art style, very indie looking, uh, cat based, which you know I appreciate. <laughs> um, and it's a puzzle game where you just go and search for cats. It seems like a great, this is a great time to, you know, relax, unwind, and look for little kittens. Oh. Hidden paws uh, on the Nintendo eShop. Mine was also cat themed, so I'm picking another one. Ben, you go you go next so I can look for uh, a different game. <laughs> okay. Was it hidden paws? Because that should be No, it was in Bento, <laughs> which is like a Bento box like building game where you play as a cat, which is adorable. But Ben, you go next because uh, so, I look. This was fucking hard. Yeah, um, it really was. There are lots of hidden gems on the eShop. Guys, go through the eShop. Uh don't look for the hentai. Um, it's there. It'll find you. You don't have to look or, for or it. Or look for the hentai. Yeah. You don't have to look for it. It'll be there. Um, so I ended up going with a game. There was three that I had, but I picked one solely based on the fact that this is an absolute steal. Um, so this game is free 59 until September 11th. It's on sale. It should be thirty five ninety eight. is a 90% saving. Um, and it's a bundle. You're getting two games for your money. It is the Hong Kong Massacre slash Beautiful Desolation bundle. So the description is, it sounds a bit oof, but then I'll read the description and it it might sell you. So it says, if there are two things people love most in life, it's science fiction and blasting fins. We put together two of our titles in a special package that will have you exploring African-inspired future landscapes and shooting your way through legions of adversaries in the underworld of Hong Kong. Beautiful Desolation is set in the distant future and is a 2D isometric journey that pays homage to adventure games from your childhood, featuring music from legendary composer Mike Gordon, known for his work on Doom, Wolfenstein, and much more. Explore incredibly diverse post-apocalyptic environments, solve puzzles to overcome obstacles, meet allies and dangerous foes alike, and navigate a world that can turn hostile at a moment's notice. And then the Hong Kong Massacre, you blast your way through streets of Hong Kong in a fast-paced, top-down shooter. Inspired by classic movies, the Hong Kong Massacre sees you in the shoes of a former police detective out to exact justice for his partner's murder. Dive behind cover, jump through windows, and slow down time in action-packed visceral shootouts as you rip through the city's criminal underworld on your quest for vengeance. This This is wild. Dude, this Hong Kong Massacre, uh, top-down, but, like, 3D, like, realistic render mm-hmm. looks so cool. Yeah, and then the um, the other one, uh, the Beautiful Desolation, is just pure fucking Disco Elysium vibes. Like, isometric Ooh. 3D. Um, if you just go through the gallery on the eShop. Oh, yeah, look at that. Yeah. So, I was like, yeah, do you know what? For that. 359 you you have to, just for, for the saving alone... That is an absolute steal. Right. Um, okay. So I, I've been scrolling through the eShop now because my Invento <laughs> cat one feels irrelevant now that there's more than one cat. But I'm going to do this game. This game is not a game that's like underrated. I, I think people know about it. But it's definitely a game I haven't played, and it's super cheap. This is Thomas Was Alone. So uh, Thomas Was Alone right now is $199. It is a good 80% off currently. Indie game. So I'll read the description here. Thomas Was Alone. Uh, is the award-winning, critically acclaimed platform about friendship and jumping and floating and anti-gravity. Guide, guide a group of sentient rectangles through a series of obstacles combing through their skills to reach each level. D- discover the story of the world's first sentient AIs and how they work together to, well, not escape. Escape is a strong word. Perhaps emerge might, might, might be better. Emerge has an air of importance about it. While keep 
keeping the various plot twists and origin stories you'll discover under wraps. We didn't even mention the bouncing, the, the bouncing that would be overkill. Listen to reactive and atmospheric music originally composed by David Housden. Neg negotiate puzzles, a meticulous design by Mike Bithel, and immerse yourself in the character journey with BAFTA award-winning voice read wistfully and uh, wistfully by Danny Wallace. I don't know who any of these people are, but I've heard lots of good things from Thomas was alone and it's an indie Bithel is. Oh yeah, no, no, I know, I know Mike Bithel and this game too. But sentient emotional rectangles, iPhone, iPad, Android. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yeah, and there's also a demo out on Switch right now. So if you don't want to drop the 199, if that's if that's breaking the bank too much, you can try the demo first to see if you like Thomas was alone. Wow, fucking flexing on people who can't afford 199. It's hard times out here. No, I man. feel it. I I'm one of those but, people. I can't afford this. But game. in in seriousness, guys, I found like another good two games for under five pound on the eShop. Oh, go to the eShop right now and and just do the zero to the 999 tier on the filter. There's a shit ton of games that are yeah, under ten dollars that are amazing. You you have to wade through some serious shit there's a lot of um a lot of, hentai. a lot of hentai and a lot of shovelware that's just ported onto switch yeah. but there are some gems there guys and yeah, switch really has is. good deals and they don't tell people when they're running a sale very well either so yeah you might find yourself a nice little bargain every now and then just frequent the great deals tab on the nintendo switch eShop. i know traversing the nintendo switch eShop feels like a journey in itself but mm -hmm. uh there's a lot of there's a lot of good titles there definitely there is indeed this episode of Play Along Podcast is brought to you by the Nintendo eShop. <laughs> they, they, the eShop itself has sponsored us. They reached out and they're like, we want you guys mm -hmm. to talk about this. Um, but Ben, what, what, what should our theme be for next week? What should we bring to the table? I was debating. I was like, oh. do I make another video game theme? Do I do I'm expecting greatness we are from Kai. recommend movies that are so bad, they're good. Oh, easy okay movie 46 go watch it that's just a bad movie <laughs> you're the only person who's seen that movie i've seen it it's terrible <laughs> it's just terrible it's not great but um yes movies that are so yeah. bad that they are good um let's stick to the minute we'll talk we'll talk about three each um because otherwise yeah. i feel like we could just list off movies for hours okay guys Can i recommend more eShop games then <laughs> no no we're done here we're done here guys i'll put them in the discord when this episode's live check that out yeah, yeah check yeah. it out we'll have lots of you can put additional recommendations in the discord if you want to know our additional recommendations join our discord you can find it under our link tree which is under our, any of our socials mm -hmm. or in the description of this podcast mm -hmm. and what are we playing next time we're playing chrono trigger <laughs> you're, you're you're killing it you're killing the outro uh yeah next week we'll be going through the village of magic and the hero appears those are the two mm -hmm. uh, the two sections that we'll be going through. Uh, as Kai said, Linktree has all of our shit. Go follow us. Join the Discord. We have a good time there. Um, but thanks for listening. We love you, and we will see you in the next episode with some more Chrono Trigger. Yeah. Bye. Daddy loves you. Bye. Also, also the child the child of light loves you. <laughs> <laughs>